0: Hello and welcome to the November 11th, 2017 edition of my very first podcast that I've ever created. Uh, First time hitting a record button, so I guess we'll call this episode number one. Uh, Welcome to the very first episode, the number one episode of remarried with children. Look in my eyes, what do you see? The I, I kind of had to, um, I, I think I had to start with that song because, uh, my very first. Uh, fan, or so to speak, um, person listening will most definitely be my wife, and uh, that'll make her laugh, so uh, that's, you know, I'll I'll play a song every once in a blue moon, I'll tell you right now, I don't have anything queued up right now, again, (laughs) because I have no idea what I'm doing, this is my very first one, and I don't want to waste a whole lot of time talking about me right now, Um, you know, I, I, I hope that uh, people don't know who I am, and uh, I'm not going to tell you my name, uh, but I am going to tell you my whole life. I really am. And uh, we're going to start tonight. We really are, and uh, I, I would imagine this has caught your attention because of the subtitle that I hope I'm able to upload it after I create this podcast. I would like to name this podcast Autism 101. Um, and for those of you who think this is going to be a, just a straightforward lesson on Autism 101, you're sadly mistaking, that's not what it's going to be. Uh, but just to give you a quick background about myself, I'm a 42-year-old male. Uh, I'm not going to tell you my profession as of yet. It's not really necessary to tell you. You'll figure it out very, very quickly, or at least you'll have an idea very, very quickly. Uh, but I'm a 42-year-old uh, male, and I am married. Um, and I and I like to use that term, and, and you know, I, I'm trying to learn the, the proper way of referring to my wife right now, um, because so many times I constantly find myself having to say my ex-wife. And uh, I think a few times I've referred to my, my latest wife. I mean, see, I mean, it sounds silly even when I say it like that, but my wife. She's my wife. She's my life right now, so... Why should she be called anything else but, you know, uh, my wife? But I I guess sometimes I have to identify uh, my ex-wife, and I hate doing so. But unfortunately, uh, many of us are dealing with situations such as what I deal with, uh, being um, not necessarily remarried being the problem. This is the most wonderful thing in the world that could happen to somebody, get a second opportunity in life. Um, but just going through divorce, uh, if you have gone through divorce, this is a podcast for you to listen to. If you've, uh, if you have children with autism, this is a podcast for you to listen to. Uh, if you know somebody with a mental health disorder, a mental health illness, uh, this is a podcast for you to listen to, and uh, I'm not going to limit that, that mental health disorder. Um, I'm not going to limit that to anything, it's going to be whatever you want to talk about, we're going to talk about um, anything, bipolar disorder, schizophrenia, Uh, you want to talk about obsessive compulsive disorder, we're going to talk about all of that, Um, and and then, you know, if if that's what you're interested in listening about, if you're interested in listening about everyday life, get this, okay, I told you I'm 42, Here are are my children's ages, and I'm not going to tell you my children's names, but they are 14, that's my daughter, I have a 12-year-old son, and I have a -a six-and-a-half-month-old baby right now, Um, and a beautiful, wonderful wife who I love and adore with all of my heart and uh, uh she know she knows that i've been looking and searching for a platform to speak on for a long time and i do speak somebody's going to know who i am and it's really not going to matter because i'm not sharing anything that's um, that i shouldn't be sharing and you know people may pass judgment based on whatever episode it might be and whatever we might discuss cuz i'm going to definitely have opinions and nevertheless uh, you're going to learn a lot and uh, I, I want to get back down to business. I see I'm already talking a little bit too much about myself, and that's not what this is supposed to be about. So, I, I think it's important we learn a little bit more about me. But let me allow me to educate you as I just uh, give it to you straight. And um, I guess I'm going to start from the from the beginning. Uh, that, that's how I'm going to educate you because I've always been told that. When I speak to people, the personal experiences that I give, that I talk about, are what allow me to educate people. It's not the book knowledge that I've received, it's the years of schooling that i received, that I'm still paying for, that I'm going to be paying for for the rest of my life, that I still don't understand why there's a program out there. People tell me there's a program of some sort where you can get your student loan redu- reduced. Where is this program? Why don't I know about it? I would love to know why I don't know about it. I've asked about it. I mean, I get spam about it. I get phone calls about it. People call my phone for hours giving me fake deals, but that's besides the point. Um, where was I? Um... In terms of my life and where I started, that's why that's, that's the way I have to educate you. And uh, I always use the term I started at sixteen. So basically, what I've been doing, I've been doing for about twenty-five years. I'm forty-two years old right now, and I started when I was about sixteen. And I I, I didn't I wasn't able to get a job anywhere else, because everywhere in retail that I got a job, um, I basically failed in every piece of retail that I ever got into, so for those of you who got that little retail job, um, I was a cashier, um, and as a cashier, um, I watched somebody walk away from the cashier, from the cash register, it was $99.99, I rung them up, and they walked away without paying, and I was $100 a hundred dollars short. Well, actually, ninety nine, ninety nine short on my draw for that day, and I got suspended for three days. I didn't do well in the men's department of a clothing store. I didn't last too long over there. So, anyway, I got I got a job as a camp counselor. Um, and I loved it. I really did. I, I enjoyed it. And what was interesting about it was the population that I was with at the time. Um you know, they were clearly, uh, they were children with disabilities. And at the time, I'm not going to lie, what I used to call them uh, was the word, I used to use the word retard. I retarded. That was the word that we used uh, 25 years ago or whatever it was uh, back when I was 16. Guys, I'm horrible at math. I have no idea what that is. So with 2017, you figure it out. I can't do it. I just can't. Um, but at the age of 16, I worked with these children. Now, I will tell you that some of them had physical disabilities. Uh, I know for certain that there was hands missing, um, limbs missing, things of that nature. And I, I had no problem with it. I really didn't, it came very easy to me. It didn't even faze me. I don't know why. I kind of felt proud to do it um because other people would ew, ew look at that I don't know and it, it kind of that kind of action always made me sick as a person um so it was kind of me just standing up for somebody who in essence even back then was bullied think about it I still remember that at 16 years old um children making fun of fun of other children so yes uh worst nightmares are true when it comes to our kids I'm, you know i know it now i don't see it as much now um my daughter's 14 as i mentioned my, my son is 12 and i don't see it as much now as i used to they're kind of uh able to defend themselves uh, but they've got the regular teenage drama stuff that they're going through We'll talk about that another time. We've got to stick to the topic here, Autism, autism 101. Um, you know, but so far I haven't mentioned autism. But I will tell you this. Um, they, they were not retarded. Um, they were children with autism. And I know that because I remember back to the way that they, they acted, uh, the self-stimulatory behavior. And for those of you who are unaware of what that means, uh, an example of that would be rocking back and forth. That's a perfect way to describe self-stimulatory behavior, or I'm going to refer to it as stimming. These children were stimming. They were hand-flapping, jumping up and down, rocking back and forth, uh, self-injurious. So, you know, which uh, uh, leads me. Do you want to talk about self-injurious? Here it is, Autism 101. Okay? Now, this is at the age of 16, I worked with these children, and I remember going home to my parents and telling them that I enjoyed it. I really did. Um, I I was a counselor in training, I did it through that, and I I was good at it. So I remember going home and and enjoying it. Um, Now, when I went away to school, I went away to college. Uh that, I, I don't really want to get into that right now. we got to save that for another time. But uh, I did go to an upstate college, and there was a lot of partying that went on there. And it's something that you really got to think about. It's really a decision that I'm going to have to think long and hard about, about when it comes to my ki- children. They keep saying they want to go away, and I don't want to send them. I, I'm scared. I really don't think it's a good idea but it's something that we're going to probably have to discuss, I'm hoping that we become big enough as a podcast community that we could actually discuss these things on a blog or a website or I don't even know how that stuff works, but we'll get there, Um, but anyway, I got got my first teaching job uh, shortly after um, coming home from being away at school, I went and I got my master's degree and I got my first teaching job, and the very first school I was in, um, I call this Autism 101 because here I was now revisiting in this school. Now, this was a private school, and the school had a population of only autism in the school. And uh, this was a little bit different than what I was used to, Because there was a mixture. In the summer camp, I mean, I believe there was only two or three of the entire group. The rest were physical disabilities. Now, I was ready. I was here dealing with an entire group of children with autism. And one of the things that I noticed when I walked into this school was the fact that I was one of the only men in this school. And i got to tell you, even now, in 2017, being a man... In the special education world, that's a big thing. If you could be uh, in in special education and be a man, you can get a job, you get a a, a very good job with that. So it's something to think about. Um, Because we we do, we need to help, we really do. We need men in the field to help with autism. And if you're a parent with autism, you'll understand. I am not a parent with autism. Um, So let's get that out on the table right now. I might as well say that you're not listening to somebody who is living the same life that you're living. Nope, you're not. I come home. I do. I come home. I come home to a crying baby at six and a half months old, one that uh, went through months and months and months of colicky horrible behavior where me and my wife my dear god if we didn't love each other like a married couple should love one another if we didn't stand by each other the way a married couple should and let me tell you something this if you're looking for a podcast that's going to talk about marital differences and how to get past them i'm not really going to be very good with that because um that's the one thing we're not going to discuss in this podcast because i don't have any problems i really don't i did oh god did i i mean you want to know it's amazing when you have a wonderful new marriage what it becomes and what you know what your life becomes because you compare it you can't help but compare it to your old life sometimes and not because you think about your old life but just because sometimes you can't believe that this is what it was really supposed to be like. This is what true love is. So, you know, um, with that being said, that doesn't mean that you don't get on each other's nerves and you don't get frustrated with one another, but during the time when you kill it, kids are sick, that's when a lot of times, you know, you will come together, and especially if you really love one another. Um, you know, sick children will bring even an unhappily married couple together because you have a common bond in the sense where you both produce the same thing that you love very dearly so you're always going to want to protect it together or um, well, separately but you both want to protect the same thing so it appears as if it's together so even if you're unhappily married it appears as if it's a unity because your only emotion during that period of time is the well-being of your child so when you're happily married all you could do is cry together because you feel so comfortable with one another and you love each other so much. Uh, And and I guess this podcast, part of the podcast, is for the parent that is going through what we went through with the dreaded um, colic and the dreaded acid reflux and the horrible medications that you go through Um, or or, or the the horrible journey that you take to get to the medication that finally helps and the failed medications along the way and the, the, the pain that you endure on the way to even getting to a medication. I mean, our child had a milk allergy and we had no idea. We just kept feeding them different milk formulas. You know, at what point does the doctor say, why did it take six different formulas, or four different formulas, or whatever it was, I don't know, my, my, my oldest son was on a thousand different formulas, but I swore I'd never go through this again, but here I am, I, I went through it again, so why does it take four different formulas for them to finally say, bring in a piece of this shit, and we're going to test it, I don't understand, like what, why, why, why they shit a hundred times a day in the beginning? Why could I know, and I'm not talking about the very beginning when it's all that tarry, you know, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about, um, you know, when they shit a lot in the beginning, bring it in. He's, he, yeah, he's spitting up, he's, he's got acid reflux, he's not drinking, he's not sleeping, he's not not doing well with his food. Bring in a piece of shit, and we'll test it to see if there's blood, because if there's blood, then he's got an allergy. Why do I got to go through a thousand formulas until they tell me to bring in a piece of shit? I don't understand. So, anyway, back to uh, where we started. Uh, So I got my first teaching job when I came home after I completed my master's. um, By the way, I am no longer a teacher, just so you know. And I uh, got a uh, teaching job, and uh, I was the only man in the school, really. I, I really was, and I kind of liked that. <laughs> you know, I hate to say it. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. And uh, you know, I'm a married man now, but at the time, at the age of, I guess I was 19 when I completed my master's. I'm so not good with dates and ages. Figure I, I, I was in the midst of my master's. I'm sorry. I didn't complete my master's yet. I was still going to school. I was going to grad school. And I was as, started as a teacher's assistant. So clearly, if, uh, and I did my student teaching here. So anyway, my first day, It's my first day, Autism 101. That's the name of this episode. Podcast number one. November 11th, 2017, remarried with children, Autism 101. I'm the only man in the school, and um, I get brought into my classroom, and I notice that they give me a very big, big kid. He's about seven. I'm, I'm thinking he's around seven years old. He's a big kid. And this this little boy actually has something in his hands, and it appears to be two rocks that he's playing with in his hands, and he's moving them back and forth, and he's jiggling them kind of in his hands. And it was allowed; nobody said anything to to him, so they just let him do it. So I let him do it, and that was it. And they said, "Well, he's yours," and I said, "Okay, uh, whatever that might mean, he's yours." Now, again, I had the experience from when I was sixteen; I had some experience. I worked away at college. I'm not going to get into that right now, but here I am. Um, and they, you know, they say he's yours. So my very first day on the job, um, one of the first tasks that I had to do with this young man was I had to take him from the classroom and walk him to the occupational therapy room. So I did so, so I walked him, and uh wasn't you know it was across the school, and it was directions were simple. walk down the hallway, make a left, go straight down, make another left, and you, you won't miss it because and I didn't miss it because when I got there, what was there was you know when when he got in, huge ball pit, he went in. Uh, he's about seven years old, big kid in the ball pit and he's in there and he's self stimulating, he's rocking back and forth and he's giggling. And by the way, he put his rocks down on the side. Didn't didn't have his rocks in the ball pit, knew enough to put his rocks down on the side, completely nonverbal. Beautiful young man, blonde hair, blue eyes. Um, beautiful. Such a such an adorable young man. Uh, so he's in the ball pit, he's playing, and I'm, I'm just waiting there, and then they get him out of there, and um, you know, he, he can't put his shoes, he can't, can't put his shoes on, I could tell you that, he wasn't able to take them off, he had to be hand-over-hand assistant with all that, and at that point in time, he did know well enough to go into a therapeutic type of swing that's used during the occupational therapy sessions for children with autism, or at least in this school it was. And they would swing him back and forth and back and forth and back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And and, forth. And, and that was it. And the session was over. So after that, um, goodbye, bye bye, and we prompt, and if you don't know what a prompt is, the prompt means we prompted him to say goodbye, I prompted him to say goodbye to the teacher. At this point in time now, I need you to understand that I know well enough to do this. Okay, I, even on my first day, you know, because I've picked this up now enough throughout the day where I've been in the classroom and I'm saying, Say Jimmy, say hi, Jimmy, say bye, you know, everybody's talking for these children for the most part. This is what I remember. I also remember several of them walking around with um, little binders, little miniature binders at the time. I referred to them as, in my head, little miniature binders that had um, little icons on them, little picture icons on them that had a whole bunch of different things, pretzels, goldfish, pictures of different things. I remember that the first day, seeing that as I scan the room, but nevertheless, here I am, OT, say bye, say bye, because I knew it, I figured it out already, that was what you do with all the children, tell them bye, say bye, and by the way, you know, we got to get away from that, it's not exactly what I want you guys to do, parents with autism, it's not all about the say bye, okay, there's another way to do it, okay, first of all, let's eliminate the word say, Altogether, please, because we're, we're engaging in echoalia. If we're engaging in echoalia and you're saying the word "say bye," most likely your child with autism is going to say the word "say" back to you. So please eliminate the word "say." Okay. With that being said, uh, I'm st- I'm st- I'm doing it wrong here at the age of 19. Say bye. Say bye. So anyway, we we'll walk We walk out of the OT room, and now we're walking back to the classroom, and it's fine. Uh, we're going back, and he's transitioning well, and that's what we call that, transitioning. And then all of a sudden, this young man, seven years old, drops, plops, ass down right in the hallway, and says, screw you, I'm not going nowhere. And he's sitting Indian-style style, with his ass on the floor, not going nowhere, and I'm going, all right, come on, so-and-so, and and we'll just call him, um, for the sake of this podcast, let's call him something, we'll call him Billy, Billy Boy, we'll call him, okay, come on, Billy Boy, like an idiot I sound, complete idiot, Billy Boy, let's go, babe, Billy Boy, come on, man, come on billy boy and he's going you know he's giggling playing with the rocks rocking back and forth he and then he gets quiet and i don't know what to do uh, you know and i'm thinking do i just pick him up do i just uh you know what do i do here i don't have enough of, you know listen i know how to enough now that i taught him how to say goodbye or at least prompted him how to wave his hand because he was nonverbal. He was and the by sound was there, it was an approximation. It was a ba, ba ba" like that. But um so anyway, I didn't really know what to do. And then it then shit got worse because now Billy Bob starts hitting his head. And for those of you who are unable to envision this, uh, and there are unfortunately Many parents out there with children with autism who can envision this right now. Um, but for those of you who can't, um, and, and, and actually some of you may not be able to, even those with autism, because a lot of our parents of children with and adults with autism will envision their children banging their heads backwards into a wall. Um, that's not what took place here. Billy Bob was seated Indian style and he actually leaned forward. And and you could envision this, many of you, I'm sure. Um, But it wasn't that typical swing back, hit back. Um, You know, that's not to say that children, that Billy Bob was the only only kid that I know that would hit his head going forward. No, I've seen that before, afterwards, many, many times. But this was the first time I've ever seen a self-injurious behavior like this at the camp. Uh, I remember um, one of the kids like getting angry with himself for not performing well and that was at the age of 16 and making a fist and punching himself in the face because he didn't do well and uh, I remember that kind of self-injurious behavior but never this never this not on my first day me you know I was the big man on campus man you know this is my di- this is my uh, this is my calling. Here I am, the big bad male. You know, I I'm, I I spent half my day looking up looking at the women. To be honest with you, that's what I did. What do you do at the age of nineteen when you're the only guy in the school? I mean, you know, I did concentrate on my job, but I looked in every single classroom to see every single person that worked there. Guys and girls, not just girls, not to be a pervert. It wasn't that I was just being a pervert, okay? I wanted to see, you know, this is... I was very, very, very different back then than what I am right now, you know? For those of you who are unaware of what, uh, you know, uh, mental illness, bipolar disorder, we're going to talk about that too. My goodness, please. Okay, but we'll, we'll get there. Um... I don't know how I got off on that tangent. My goodness. Anyway, um, here we are. Let's go back. He's hitting his head forward. And I don't know what to do. I really don't. One of the staff members comes by and they they yell at me and they say, you have to wrap him. I say, what the hell is a wrap? And she goes, you go like this and you wrap his arms and you basically, you know, swing his arms around to his side and you hold him up against your chest like this. I said, all right, go, going fine. So I did it. So I pulled his arms, I held him by his wrist, and I pulled his arms. And I pulled him up, and I held him. And I stood behind him, and I had him. And I stopped him from hurting himself. And it was great. And it was, it was wonderful. And then this young man, six years old, he reared back. And he smashed his head into my freaking nose harder than anything has ever smashed my nose in my entire life. I thought I was actually going to... I mean, if you've never been hit in the nose, I mean, I can't even begin to tell you. I felt the blood begin to rush down to my throat. And I wanted to actually vomit right then and there because the the... the 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 amount of blood that came rushing down, and for those of you who have had just a bloody nose in the past, it drips down. I could deal with that i don 't like it, but I could deal with it when you break your nose and shatter it the way that it was shattered at this day. What happens is the blood rushes down your throat and you feel it in the back of your throat, and it goes like a faucet, and that 's what I felt and Um, I let him go, somebody else took him, and that day I was wheeled away in an ambulance, drove drove away in an ambulance, so uh, the big badass guy, only man in, in the school, did not do too well that day, in my first experience with children with autism, And um, I ended up going on to work with this young man for the rest of the year. And that was it, just for one year. He was in my classroom the following year, or maybe the year after, because I was there for almost three years, two and a half, something along those lines. And that young man was in my classroom twice. Uh, The first time I worked with him, the second time around, I was not his one-on-one um So you know, that was my experience. And I ended up working in that school, like I said, for quite some time, and I ended up getting a lead teaching position. And I have to tell you, that was when I actually changed uh, my career- cor- the course of my career. I got my teaching job and they put me in a classroom with uh, children that were older. And I had a lot of experience, like I said. I worked with seven-year-olds. They were seven, eight, and nine that year, that first year. And then I got to work uh, with even younger. I got to work with uh, five-year-olds the the following year. And then the year after that, I worked with, um, actually, half the year. I switched from the five-year-olds, and I went and I worked with the 11-, 12-, and 13-year-olds. Uh, and that's that's what I did. I worked with the thirteen year olds, and then from that point on, that's when they transferred me. When I got my finally graduated with my master's, I received my certification in special education. So now we are aware of some of my qualifications that I have um, certified K through twelve special education. Um, I went ahead and I decided that after I got a teaching job there for the adults, I lasted exactly one day. Not even one day. I lasted a few hours. I thought I was, I thought my shit didn't stink, okay? I thought I was too good to be true. I was at that school for several years, and, you know, in my brain I said, you know what, I've been changing diapers, I've been wiping a lot of hineys, and I don't want to, they put me in the classroom to observe that day, And they were 21-year-olds, and they had transferred me now to the residential program. And there was feces all over the wall. You know, everybody was in diapers. And they were, you know, 18, 19, 20, 21, around that age. That entire age range, actually, was in that classroom at the time. And And I made it a few hours, and then I left. I left, and I said, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this. I'm not cleaning adults. And it's ironic, because here I am now in my adult life at 42, and I, have not a, I don't have a problem doing it. In fact, I still do it. I still do it. Not all the time, but I do it. And I'll explain that at another time in, in another podcast. Um, but um, so I, I went out on my own. I went out on my own for many, many years, 13 years to be exact. And I ended up, uh, I'll give you one more qualification, on top of being a K through K-12 special education teacher, I am also certified to work with babies, which we refer to as, in this neck of the woods, early intervention, okay? Um, now, there are several other things that I am qualified to do, and I will not get into that right now. Because I I want to I want to wrap things up relatively soon. Um, I think I gave you enough history for now about autism and one hundred and one autism one hundred and one, and what that meant was I just wanted to give you my very first experience with autism, and we're going to talk a lot more about autism, um, but we do have to talk about several other things and um, uh, uh, what I do want to say I guess what I want to say in closing is that whether you are a, a a parent of a child with autism if you're just a regular parent, if you're married if you're struggling in your marriage if you are remarried if you're going through a divorce if you are um, struggling with drugs right now, if you're struggling with an antidepressant, if you're struggling with depression, if you're struggling with anxiety, if you are struggling with your children and their behavior and their obsessions with games and YouTube, if you are struggling with understanding who you really are as a person why you get so angry sometimes why you can't sleep at night why you have shortness of breath why you have rapid thoughts in your head why you feel guilty why you feel jealous just why if you have all those questions or if you want to know why I don't have all the answers but I, I, I think that we could discover a lot together so stick with me this is episode one and I'm signing off right now and I want to thank you for listening to my very first podcast remarried with children have a good night until next time